want to talk about something quickly that's like, a spoiler for listeners if they haven't listened to Queer Dungeoneers? What episode spoiler? Um, the Cremora one. Like, I'm fine with it. Like, we could just put a, like, warning, skip two minutes in the future. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Warning, mothership yeah. reporting. Because I think this it section. could be fun to talk about spoilers. Okay. So, um, wait, it didn't give me a name. That's all right. Um, okay. So, spoiler alert, skip if you haven't listened to all of Queen Engineers yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or not- pause. Pause and listen to it now. Pause. Do the 16 or so episodes. <laughs> it's only eight hours of content. That's two episodes of Critical Role. That's easy. That's like drive to from here to Cuffs Harbor. You'll be fine. Um, Anonymous asked, let's call them... You give them a name. Yu-Gi-Oh. Let's call them Yu-Gi-Oh X asks, um, and they use they, them pronouns. Was there much discussion of Kremora dying after it happened? What would happen... What, what would have happened if Nim hadn't brought her back? Ooh, there was, I mean, there was heaps of discussion. We were all freaking the fuck out. <laughs> um, it was it was a weird time. The group chat was super active. Oof. We drew our own fan art. <laughs> um, and what would have happened is Scott had already written up another character um, and they came to the next session with both characters oh my God. ready to find out what happened. So, that, that fight over the bell and whether it got destroyed or not really was a real conflict. In the actual, in the recording, it's about 20 minutes long, them fighting back and forth over the bell that yeah. decides whether Kimura comes back. In the actual thing, it was 40 or 50 minutes of just player versus player conflict over trying to destroy wow. this bell. And I know I was doing it right because both of them were so annoyed at my, like, rulings about things. Um, they were both getting so frustrated because things weren't quite going their way. Um, yeah, but it really could have happened. Um, I guess I probably shouldn't tell say anything about that character no. in case Cremora dies again. Yeah, exactly. Um, but... Be assured we thought about the implications both ways um, because I think some stuff is slowly coming to light that, you know, this may not have been an easy way out. (laughs) This may not have been the best plan for everyone. I think the exact words people used were, this is the worst deal I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) A wild nim appeared. Um, This episode isn't... This episode isn't actually done. Um, the person who plays Nim, Ursula, um, just showed up to Sammy's house? Their house? I shouldn't call it Sammy's house. That doesn't make sense. It's, it's both of our houses. Um, would you like to introduce yourself and your pronouns? Um, yeah. Hi, I'm Ursula. I play Nim and uh, my pronouns are she, her. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Um, so, I've got a few questions that I was asking Sammy and some relate to Nim specifically. Um, so, I was wondering if... You could answer some of those. But first off, like, just how are you going? How's your day? Good. I was at the zoo. I got to see some cute animals. It was cute. There was a baby seal. <laughs> That's amazing. We all need a baby seal. Did you get to hold it? No. And, like, take it? <laughs> no, it was mostly, like, admin shit. You reckon there's, like, a... Hey, Sammy, do you reckon there's, like, a community of baby seal explorers who, like, have baby seals <laughs> and take them outside? I wish. Need harnesses. Follow Seal Explorers on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, let me see. What question did I have? I had... 
Um, first off, I've got some general questions that you can also answer. So I've Good. got. I can talk about TTRPGs and NIM specifically. Yeah, sure. Um, so this question is from Totally Not Mon. Why would you even think that? <laughs> they go by they, them pronouns. They said, Owls or hedgehogs? The answer is important. Oh, dear. <laughs> Owls. That was what we both chose. Yeah. Sorry, Mon, I guess. Sorry, Mon. I mean, not Mon. Sorry, totally not Mon. Why would you even think that? Um, another one. Let me see. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, this one's good. Um, this one was sent in by Snake, um, who uses snake pronouns and <laughs> says snake, 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 snake. General snake noises. Okay. I don't think snakes noise? make noises. Do you know, snakes make... Like, technically, Nim can actually comprehend what animals say. Right. So she would actually yeah. understand this So question. what did this question say? Um, this question... I'm so much worse at this than Sammy. <laughs> um, I'm going to assume this question had something to do with the... Uh, the whale question. This was my snake friend. The snakes are asking about the whale. Asking when I get to turn into a whale. Over my dead body. Fuck you. <laughs> I'll be a whale when I want to be a whale. <laughs> no, I won't. The mechanics won't allow me. Um, I guess you can answer this as well. Um, this is my question. The snake thing? Why good, the snake? Good, good question. I mean, I, I guess Sammy's right in that Nim was the initial culprit for the snakes, and that was more just for the humor of crawling into someone's pants and making them freak out mid-battle, but Sammy seemed to take that and just roll with it, and now we have canonically a tower full, filled with thousands and thousands of snakes. I do love the tower <laughs> with the snakes. It's one of my favorite details. So lots of snakes and worms and... General tubular floppy creatures. <laughs> Just, yeah, long meaty strings. And actually a blankety floppy creature coming up. <laughs> There's God. a teaser for you. Um, so someone also asked a specific question about Nim, um, which is my friend Ro, um, who uses they, them pronouns. I asked them to elaborate, but they, <laughs> they refused to. I had to elaborate for them. But the first thing they said is, so the bear, what up with that? Um... Well, they're a big fan of the bear. I'm also a big fan. I'm, I'm, I'm was caught off guard by how much of a fan of the bear I was too. Um, I mean, initially it was just because when you're thinking about the river Delta, there aren't a lot of kind of damage dealing creatures. And then I thought, well, bears, bears are like river creatures, kind of like very famous for salmon fishing and shit, so <laughs> I'm going to go with a bear. And then it was actually, I realized after I'd kind of decided that bear was like Nim's go-to form, um, it's, actually, <laughs> it's actually weirdly symbolic because my name actually means little bear. Ursula oh, means little bear. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, that's, that's probably a much deeper answer <laughs> than you were looking no, for. No, that's great. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, I think also I really like the idea of a character who... <clears throat> I like Nim because she's not afraid to take up space and a bear yeah, is huge. Exactly. So, um, you know, Nim's kind of... <sighs> Nim's kind of in a lot of ways or embodies a lot of traits that I wish 
I was more confident embodying myself. Um, maybe not so much the grumpiness and the disregard for other people's feelings, but yeah, <laughs> she's she's confident and she knows she's good at what she's good at. So yeah, and just like everyone wishes that they could just drop into a group of people <laughs> as a bear and just take over the take over the conversation <laughs> and accidentally crush their crush. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all want to be the person who walks into the room and is just the biggest person there and just yells at everyone throughout, gnawing <laughs> teeth. You're like, hello, <laughs> listen to me now. <laughs> I make far too many animal noises <laughs> when we're recording. I love your animal noises. They're <laughs> amazing. Um, I forced them to give me more details because all they said is that they love the bear and they want to know about the bear. Thank you. Thank you, Ro. Um um, so I forced them to say, ask about the mechanics of um, changing animals and what you think about that. Oh my gosh, I love Dungeon World because I have no restrictions on the number of times I can change. Because um, I mean, like most, well, like many people, I, you know, I started out playing D and D, and the first character I wanted to play was a druid. Um, because. Anyone who knows me would not even be <laughs> vaguely surprised by that. I mean, you came home covered in snakes and leaves. <laughs> you actually walked home from the zoo, I'm pretty yeah, sure. But yeah, that would not have <laughs> killed me. Definitely not. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so I really like Dungeon World because cause there isn't a restriction on, on animal. I, I think, is it called animal forms in Dungeon World? It's called Wild Sammy, Shapes. Sammy, <laughs> is it called Animal Forms in Dungeon World? I don't give a shit. Okay. Well, they're called Wild Shapes or Beast Shapes in, in D&D, and you only, have, you only get two. Um, and, and I really like playing druids who don't necessarily use that for com- – like, don't use that exclusively for combat, um, even though I love playing moon druids because you can turn into these kind of bigger creatures. Um in D&D. So I really, as soon as Sammy was like, there's no restriction on the number of animals you can turn into a day. I was like, fuck yes. I'm so keen for this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Basically, um, I mean, the way that Dungeon World works is when you're in a low stakes situation, you don't have to roll um, anything. You just get to kind of do it. So like when we, like in the most recent episode, when we were talking to the cows, it was kind of like, there wasn't a roll. You probably could have made me roll because I was trying to convince them, but it was like, it's something you can do. It's not really the focus of the tension here. So it's just something that, that I just got to do. But, you know, in, in a combat situation, um, the way it works is you roll and if you succeed, you hold three. If you get a partial success, so seven to nine, you hold two. And if you get a six or below, you um, you hold one, but you also fail. So whatever you were trying to Whatever objective you were trying to achieve by turning into that animal doesn't happen. Right, okay. Um, yeah, and then and then the hold, you'll have a certain... <laughs> we don't always do this. Um, it's not even something that gets cut. It's just something we don't actually do a lot of the time is the, is the animal moves. You're sort of supposed to decide when you turn into it. Um, like, what are the special features or special moves that, that that animal can do. Often we decide that when I actually get to doing the thing um, and it'll just be like, okay, you did that, spend one hold. Yeah, hang um, on, one sec. Um, with, with Dungeon World, when you, Sammy, 
um, come up with the list of like stuff that someone can do or turn into. Is that you reading a book of like you can do turning into a snake, which you can do this? Or is that like you just have like ideas that you generate? Dungeon World would never try and decide all the things you could do. And <laughs> I it thought really, so. It really doesn't care. And it just wants to make up great lists of stuff like cows can lactate and <laughs> sense more. There, there is a list of um, suggested moves okay. on my playbook, um, which is very general. It's kind of like, you know, if you're playing a flying creature, one of the things you might be able to do is take to the air to fly away to to, yeah. to dodge kind of thing um, and you just get to automatically do that but you spend a hold um, but the other thing is about deciding moves is if you turn into a crocodile you know one session the moves that you get might be different to when you turn into a crocodile the next session because you kind of agree on moves that are relevant. Re- yeah like relevant to the situation okay yeah no because like when I hear it I'm like this sounds like a list that you're reading off. You're like you've got like a, a a book of every single possible thing you could ever do or be. Sammy's just a very good at improv, and B has had to listen to me rant about cool <laughs> animals for the last five years. <laughs> Ro just actually logged in and like is like, hey, how'd the interview go? And I'm like, it's happening right now. Is you have any more questions? And they're like, um. No, I can't think of any. Something about the effect on gameplay. No, it's fine. <laughs> We've covered it. It's good. Ro got what they wanted. They got to hear you talk. Um, thanks so much for the interest, Ro. Yeah, Thank I'm, you. I'm sure. I really, actually really appreciate it. It's it's very surreal to have someone or some people care about what we're doing as much as we do. Because, I mean, TTRPGs have meant a lot to us. Me and Sammy and to our group of friends and it's all brought us very closer and, and Dungeon World is a kind of creative project for Sammy and kind of by extension me has been really, really good and Nim is one of the best characters. Nim is one of my favourite characters that I've ever written or conceived of, um, which is really funny because she just started out as an idea. I had so many characters and I was like, ah... Uh, I'm playing a druid because, of course, I am, and she's grumpy, I guess. That's literally all I had. <laughs> and now she's <laughs> she's turned into one of the most interesting characters that I've role-played ever. Um, and it's it's and one of the most flawed characters as well. She's, she's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I mean, that's really important. Yeah. Um, so, I have two more questions. Um, <laughs> um, Sorry, I can go on tangents all day. Oh, that's what this show is literally named about going on a tangent. Good. Um, so, my second last question is the chips. Uh, <laughs> are they a conspiracy where you like the players communicate when they're going to mess with Sammy and they make a crunching sound so that they can um, signal each other? No, see, it's really funny because on one hand, I often am like, boy, I'm hungry or like I want cinnamon in the room because Sammy wants her shot in the other room because sometimes she eats. Oh, for a second, I thought you meant I just want the powder cinnamon in the room. Oh, no. I need it. It's my Sorry, our cat. You've got like your live show writer <laughs> of like, I need a, a whole kilogram of cinnamon. So like on one hand, I'm totally with the players. But on the other hand, I know Sammy so well. I can tell as soon as they're getting annoyed at someone for making noise or when the cat's making noise. Like, so I, I'm very in the middle a lot of the time because I can see it as soon as... 
I think you've trained us pretty well now, though. <laughs> <laughs> there are still chips happening, though. In the most like the most recent one I've heard, I did hear some chips. Did you? I think the chips are, in fact, a a folder. You know, a folder with folder those. full of chips. Yeah, a folder full of chips. As we just oh yeah, because our paper waves a lot. It's because we only use one. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to this and you haven't heard the show and you're like, is this a podcast where people just like always <laughs> eating chips real bad? No, it's just like occasionally I definitely like pick up and Sammy's mentioned it to me that like in the first episode, someone was eating chips when they were meant to be being quiet while everyone explained their characters. Anyway, um, let's go to my final question for, for Ursula, which is um, the tagline of the show. What does that mean to you? I don't want to toot my own horn, but I feel like I said that as a throwaway. Like, I was the first person who said that, and we just kind of ran with it. Because um, I, I mean, honestly, it was just a joke. Because Sammy was like, we want, you know, we're doing a podcast, and well, what's interesting about all of us? We're all queer. And I was like, and, and Sammy said something along the lines of, you know, providing a space where people could just be who they are and I kind of laughed and said by being someone different um because that's what you do when you're playing TTRPGs you play a character you play someone else but um so initially it was just kind of a joke but we ran with it and I mean I think we ran with it because there kind of wasn't anything else I mean that's a or great it sounds really cool. That's a great like reason to just, just pick something and then have it because like our show <laughs> <laughs> historically has like no tagline essentially <laughs> and it's a big problem and we're trying to fix it but it's, you, I really like your one. But I mean once we kind of settle on it um it's <laughs> see the cinnamon <laughs> Of course she chooses now to start playing again. I've been so worried she's getting depressed and now Right when we start recording, she's like, I'm going to play with all the toys. Yeah, the cat is just leaping across the room. It's amazing. <laughs> I guess she's not depressed. <laughs> um, um, sorry. Yeah. I, like, after we remembered that, um, I think I thought about it a lot. And I mean, yeah, it's I'm worried about getting too TMI here. But like with... My sexuality, it's not something that I kind of always knew. It's not something that, you know, it's not like I heard the word bisexual and I was like, oh, that's me. You know, um, it took me a very long time to come to it. Um, And by that time, I was already in a relationship and some other stuff had happened. But, um, you know, creating this safe space to explore that a little bit um, and spoilers, I guess, the relationship... Nim's relationship with Cremora has actually been very significant to me. I don't know if if I've actually said this on Twitter or even to Scott, who plays Cremora, um, how important it's been to to be able to play a character who is interested in in other women and that's just part of the world, you know? Like, it's not something she has to disclose. It's not even necessarily something that she's questioned or struggled with. It's just, it just happened, you know? And she wasn't, Nim wasn't looking to fall in love. It certainly wasn't something I had on the cards when I started playing her. Um, But just, it just happened organically through the, the interactions between um, Nim and Cremora. And I mean, Scott is an amazing role player. 
um, yeah. who has such a such an intuition for what will make a narrative interesting. Um, and yeah, I, I I really really appreciated the opportunity to kind of explore that through Nim and and Nim and Kamara's relationship, which I probably should have told them at some point because it's really <laughs> important to me and it's meant a lot. So, no, Scott, if you're listening, you're great. <laughs> you are great, Scott. Um, great, Scott. <laughs> We've reached the end of our program. Um, everyone makes fun of my name. I need some words to make fun of other you people's names with. You have a fantastic name. <laughs> um, no, thanks for sharing that. That's like... Because, like, that's the core of every role-playing game is role-playing things that you want to do or imagine or think about and things that are important to you. And if you can find something that's really important to you and a group of friends who are happy to sit with you and be a part of that, that's really special. Exactly. And, I mean, we joke about it a lot um, with our with our home game, um, which is made up of the people who play Queer Dungeoneers and um, a couple other people that Scott actually jams. Um, we joke a lot how we're kind of doing our own therapy <laughs> and we kind of process things through our characters and there are interesting narrative beats where that and the character has to go through something and struggle with something, but then they get resolution, you know, um, and they come out the other end of it and, and they're okay most yeah. of the time. <laughs> um, I mean, that's like, that's why we watch movies exactly. that are emotionally like affecting. And it's actually, I'm such an oversharer, so just stop me at any point. But I actually was talking, I was talking to my psychologist about it who specializes in narrative therapy. Um, and she said to me, you're doing narrative therapy organically yeah. through role playing. That's fascinating. And she said to me, like, you're so radiant when you talk about it. She actually said that. You're so radiant when you talk about it. And I was like, Take five I can't believe damage. I just spent most of my session ranting about how great Dungeon World is <laughs> 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 and how great my friends are, but okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a very long winded way of saying the tagline like all great things, started as a joke but actually represents something very, very meaningful to me personally and I think to our whole group of friends. So Yeah. No, that's really – that's lovely. And <laughs> this show started as something jokey and stupid and it found its way to being something sweet and meaningful as well. Um, so I'm thanks- sorry, Sammy. I derail your, your silliness with feelings every time. <laughs> no, it's okay. I – you d- it was my silliness to begin with. Sam was completely serious the whole time. <laughs> oh, totally. I believe Dead that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite superhero, <laughs> Deadpan. <laughs> um, so thanks so much for joining us, um, Thank Ursula. you for running so over time that I got back before you finished. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll chat to you another time. Um, is there anyone you want to like shout out to? Sammy got to do shout outs. Who did you shout out? Don't know. Don't ask Sammy. You do your own shout outs. Well, definitely our other our, our other players, Scott and Tori and Jared, and all of our friends who we play masks with and Dungeons and Dragons with, and God, every every other member of the the Bim Bambinos group and everyone on Twitter, all the podcasts and the people who've all the podcasts on uh, Twitter. Just Sorry, every <laughs> We're going to do a follow Friday where we follow everyone. Every, like, who's welcomed us into this community? It's been Yeah, the Mabimbambino podcast's community has been so good, like, for me personally. And here, like, 
Yeah, same. And they're I'm all hearing... at PodCon right now, those bastards. It's so annoying. I keep seeing photos and messages and it makes me so <laughs> sad slash angry. It's fine. We've got our own PodCon right here <laughs> in your house. We've got <laughs> a lovely three dinner. three members and a cat. And a cat. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. It's been, I mean, it's so weird to hear. Like, Colin Parker on Myth Takes yeah, gave us a shout out. Colin. The other day, and I was just like, this is a person I've never met who's saying the name of a project that's very, very dear to me. What is happening? <laughs> ah! <laughs> so I think that's, that's a good spot to wrap up. Um, we'll talk to you next time. Let's all yell one thing. What should we yell? Definitely not vor. Not vor. What's the second best thing to yell? Eat. Puns. <laughs> Yeet's good. Okay. Three, two, one. Yeet! Yeet!